Welcome to issue number two of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological journey through the best and brightest of Marvel comics. I'm the astonishing Andy, because we're doing this, I guess. Oh, no. (laughs) And with me are my two co-hosts, the superior Shane. Hey. And the radioactive Rory. I do kind of like that, and that's pretty fun. (laughs) I knew I'd get you with that. That that's uh, no, no. You know what? I'm gonna have I'm gonna have confidence. That's forever a part of our fucking formula. We're, we're oh, always good. doing this. For some reason, the corpse of Stan Lee has a giant boner <laughs> down six feet below the grave. <laughs> Something has arisen within him. Today's uh, today's comics are gonna take us from July 1963 through January 1964. We have stories starring Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, the Avengers, and the X-Men today, and I'm very excited to talk about it. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to um, talk about these also. Does it, anybody have one they want to just like jump right the fuck on top of? Well, we spent the body <laughs> of, of this week with Spider-Man. It feels That's true. Like we, we maybe did. shouldn't bury the lead. Yeah, Peter Parker uh, sort of evolving as a character in front of our eyes uh, into, in some ways I don't necessarily love. No. <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a, it's interesting because... Yeah, it, it's it's not admirable, but it is what puberty is, you know, like he's becoming like, yeah. aggressive and horny and it's like not fun, <laughs> but it's kind of a believable, I don't know, problem that he has to deal with. It, it feels at once like he is sort of becoming that like bullied kid you're worried might show up with a weapon to school and also just a horn dog playboy. <laughs> and Ugh. it's tough to reconcile both of those things, I think, when I'm reading <laughs> Uh, because I think he's, he, he, over the course of, I don't know how we read like six or so issues of, of Spider-Man this week. And he, I think he goes after four different women. Yeah. Well, and, and one of them is an, is an adult woman. Jay Jonah's <laughs> assistant is just a full adult woman who's, I guess, <laughs> down with this teen photographer. Yeah. Betty Brandt. Yeah. Betty and the, that, that part where they're behind the desk together. She's forward. She's, she's a problem. She's really, as much as we're going to be giving <laughs> Peter Parker a lot of shit, <laughs> Betty needs to go to jail like Mary Kay Letourneau. Betty was a part of that. <laughs> I guess two of them are adults too, right? Because I, I don't know how old we're supposed to believe Sue Storm is, but there's a, there's another, there's a section where. But that was as Spider-Man. Yeah, that was as Spider-Man. That's true. She doesn't. So, I, don't she think, has, I don't think they know he's a literal teenager. She has plausible deniability about his age, I suppose. <laughs> that that's true. But but like this whole story is like Peter just basically showing up to fuck with the torch and then starting a fight and being angry that he's fighting back and then just getting all teen roided out. And then at the very end, he leaves Sue Storm this like web, this heart shaped web. And she's like, oh, and she's into it. <laughs> she is into the web stuff. <laughs> I'm into I'm into web play and. You know, it's really hard to thread that needle. There's not that many people on this service who can do the web play. I guess I'm just into Spider-Men. <laughs> but it's it's uh, what there was a quote that I really liked uh, where she was like, you're entirely too clever and adorable to be fighting with us. I bet you're as handsome as you are muscular under that mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. She is so down for some web stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you guys last week that he is just jacked. He is secretly just jacked. Well, that's the thing. How do you how do you hide it? They they comment on it in it. Doesn't one of the boy teens gives him a gives him a thirsty grasp at one point? And do you remember that? And he's yeah, like, and he's, <laughs> "Oh, the bicep, your your daddy bicep." 
Flash, the boy you're bullying is, is hot under these clothes. I can, I can, Flash, I don't know if you know this. You're, you're, you're mistakenly bullying someone who's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then, in the, well, then in the next panel, what's her name is like, oh, we should stop picking on him. <laughs> oh, we didn't know he was hot. Oh, you, oh Liz, Liz Allen. Yeah, Liz Allen. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. We we had no idea you were hot. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a theme. Like last week, we talked about the the fucking the Human Torch shaving Namor to find out if he's hot underneath that beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the so that's the third girl. So we talked about Betty Brant. We talked about Sue Storm. Then there's uh, there's Liz Allen, the girl that he goes to school with, who does not want his like number at all their relationship is interesting because at some point he has worn her down and then she gets jealous when he blows her off to go do spider stuff yeah i hate getting blown off when my friends go do spider stuff (laughs) (laughs) sue storm doesn't she's really into getting blown off with spider stuff (laughs) uh and then I guess technically the fourth one is that he was on his way to go fuck with the torch by trying to convince the human torch's girlfriend that she should be <laughs> dating Spider-Man instead, which I'm pretty sure is a very, very close to a real quote. Um, and it's really fucked up. It's this uh, this Peter. Th- I do not like it, this Peter. <laughs> no, this uh, this Peter has so much aggression from from Flash that he's like trying to go bully the human torch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's so weird how he missed. He like redirects all of his shit. Well, he has to because he, he's constantly talking about that. His inner monologue is like, I can't really bully this guy back because he's a normal human and I'd flatten him like a pancake. Like I'm physically yeah. incapable of like not smushing him. <laughs> I, the, the other angle of Peter is the one that I find more interesting and also more worrisome. And it's this one where he's constantly saying these things in his head. Uh, this, this is my other favorite quote I wrote down. He said, uh, this double identity jazz is for the birds. I can't take much more ribbing as Peter Parker. Sooner or later, someone's going to lose a mouthful of teeth. And <laughs> that's all he's thinking about. He's constantly just thinking about my life sucks. And if I could just Spider-Man out for a minute, I could literally put all these guys in the hospital. And it would be mm-hmm. so fun. And I could do it. And I could do it. Like, is anyone watching? I'm going to do it. <laughs> no. No, no, I can't. I can't. It's, it's worrisome. He worries me. I have to say that the both times that we've seen the vulture now, I am so <laughs> just and I know it sounds like I'm going to make a joke about it, but this is this is completely real. And from the bottom of my 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 little artist heart, the vulture comics kept me so engaged with the way the vulture and Spider-Man fight and move around yes. the page. It is absolutely breathtaking to watch them fight each other and just the movement of each panel and the way the artist takes up all of the space panel per panel and how it it looks like they're fighting in the air. It is incredible. Yeah, it's really good. I, I don't mean that because of the vulture, because he's still a weird old man who likes to steal jewels. <laughs> yeah, he's he's an odd villain. <laughs> There's a scene because he's like getting put to work in prison because, you know, when we saw him last week, he was put in prison at the end because Peter beat him. And they're they're like having him work at the machine shop and he's building his own new set of wings on the sly because, of course, he is. And there's a there's a panel where we see him testing it out and it's he's like wearing it under his clothes so you can't see it. It just for all the world looks like a really old man hovering in his jail cell going, (laughs) yes, yes, nothing can stop a flying man. (laughs) 
and he's so fucking dumb. His master plan in this issue is to steal journalists' paychecks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He finds himself at a jewelry store. There's one panel where he goes, oh, I'm in a jewelry store showroom. I guess give me your jewels. <laughs> And then he just retreats back to his weird, like, deserted grain silo on Long Island and just hangs out like a sad old man with a bird suit. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to feel about the vulture. But it did lead to the best scene in any of the Spider-Man comics we've read so far, which is when they're fighting inside the offices of the Daily Bugle. It's so good. They're knocking shit over left and right. The The panels are really fun. And c- the whole time, J. Jonah Jameson is un- like almost off panel screaming like, my ledgers, <laughs> <laughs> not my precious paper. He's in every single panel, basically. It's pretty good. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, it, it's the closest we've gotten so far early on to the like the fun, silly combat that I associate with Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 was fun. I mean, the, the other stuff. I mean, we 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 meet Doc Ock for the first time. We have Sandman. Sandman's fun. Uh, Sandman was actually really interesting. I didn't understand that he was like that powerful, right? Because he's kind of like yeah. he's dumb. He's like, <laughs> oh, look at look at me make my body all gritty and grainy. Ooh, but that's not like <laughs> that's not all he does. And he, he can turn his, you know, he can turn his arms into big sledgehammers, and that's pretty dope, you know? He can turn his jaw into steel. <clears throat> Don't know how that works. He's, his powers are a little overpowered, I feel like, but... Uh, so, are we saying that the that the lizard was kind of a swing and a miss, then? I do, I do think <laughs> it's a miss. God, Doc Connors is not interesting. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up, and it's, it's, it's fixed. He's fixed so fast. Peter's just like, uh, oh, yeah. I I'm a scientist, I guess, even though I'm like 17 and I engineered a fix and you're you're human again. Yeah, here's the serum. <laughs> you know, it's it's annoying when it's a plot convenience, but it is also nice when we see we d- we we did see him invent his web, his little web spinners mm-hmm. already. You know, so it's like I'm glad they yeah. don't just sort of leave that, you know, dangling thread. It's like, no, he he's an inventor, so I guess it's okay. Well, sure. so hang on the in the so in the lizard one, I will say there is a moment where Spider-Man makes like web f- shoe boats. <laughs> he, yes, he does. He does. He makes in in every episode he he made something out of his web that yeah, like was like unconventional, or... like a parachute or the boat <laughs> on his whatever, and then also is like a. He he shoots one on Jonah's face. He just blows a big old web all over his face to shut him up. <laughs> shoots a wad <laughs> right at his mouth. <laughs> I was so taken out of that. It was an uh, it's an already incredibly silly issue with with the lizard is trying to raise an army of of super intelligent lizards, which is sort of confusing how the serum that turned him into a lizard is going to turn crocodiles into super soldiers. But it seems to kind of work. Yeah. But then for some reason in the middle of the Everglades is a castle. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? There is a full-blown castle. And I, I, I looked up, I, because I, I wanted to know if this was just absolute nonsense, uh, <laughs> which it basically is. If you wanted to try to give it any kind of plausibility, it's like an old Spanish fort, but there aren't any literally in the Everglades. Yeah, I mean, it seems like anything of that size would just sort of sink. Right. There's no there's no good ground to build a castle on in the middle of the Everglades. 
the, that's the the weirdest, tiniest thing to get upset about in, a, in one where a, a scientist turns himself into a lizard. I know it shouldn't be that big of a deal in, in such a silly thing, but it just feels like most people reading this would know there's no castles in Florida. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> It's well, just hold so on. Verifiable. Wait a second, Rory. Oh, Wait, no, don't are, do this. Don't do this. <laughs> there are indeed two castles in Florida. I know. That's don't what I looked up. do this. But, but they're forts. No. They're not castles. One, this no, is like one. A, I'm talking about Sleeping Beauty's castle. I'm talking about Disney and Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Hogwarts Harry Potter is in castle. Florida, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I regret doing this so much now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the the lizard is nothing. Uh, we do fight Doctor Doom as well. Uh, that's that's the first time that we're seeing Doctor Doom in our show, and he's kind of. I know he gets really cool later, but at least for now, he's just he's just that guy who's like, oh, so that's your move. I thought of that move two moves ago. Yeah, just I mean, constantly. Every villain is basically not interesting in Marvel at this time. Like, regardless mm-hmm. of you can you can you can see a little bit of fun in some of them, but. They all serve the purpose of just being beaten by the hero every week and yeah. are kind of silly and over the top. And that's fine for what it is. But yeah, we're not in the era of interesting villains yet. No. And I, I am excited to eventually see Dr. Doom do some interesting shit because by all accounts, he's a very fascinating person and he's not always a villain. But definitely for now, he's just sort of like he's like that really annoying kid who's like mm, yeah, I already knew that answer it's fine I knew that you no, didn't, at you some point that. he just gets a country and just hangs out for a while with his <laughs> yeah has a country <laughs> yeah being a warlord really mellowed him out you know <laughs> so okay so we spent a lot of time with spider-man uh and I'm I'm excited to see where that goes at the end of the run uh so far this week he is now it seems like I guess low-key dating this older receptionist woman Betty Brant. It That's seems like, like it. they get they get pretty intimate. Yeah, she's like got his head on her sho- her head on his shoulder, and he's calling her baby, like like no in no time. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. But I, hang on, wait. So I think in in the era that this lives in, it it's not necessarily the same thing because boys just called every girl baby because of weird toxic masculine <laughs> traits. <laughs> okay, right? that, I'll, I'll I'll give you some of that. That's real. So I think he was he was trying to be sly and was like, "What's up, baby?" Instead of being you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet she thinks that's really funny and cute that this like 17 year old kid she's dating is calling her baby. Yeah. Or she thinks she's going to lose her job if she doesn't give in. Sure. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I want to pause it here because it seems like it seems like Shane's letting this older woman off the hook for sedu- <laughs> for grooming a child. <laughs> that's not that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm doing at all. I'm just saying in this situation where she is hiding behind the desk waiting for her life and then he sits down and in in that panel she's like well it's safe here and he's like oh yeah I'm not heroic and she's like oh me too and he's like well he literally says something and she's like oh ha 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 that was almost romantic and then he's like well let me and show you a little bit on. of more romance <laughs> I know yeah, let me, it's really <laughs> let me tell you how romantic I can fucking get girl but that also that also <laughs> felt a little true like you yeah. know a, a woman paying a teenager a harmless compliment for being sweet and then him taking it way too far <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, mean, I think, I think we need to see a couple more issues to see where things go and see how uncomfortable we are. Well, maybe he'll turn eighteen and we can be cool with it. 
Yeah, maybe he'll. <laughs> well, okay, that, that that that's real. I don't actually know how old he's supposed to be. I've been saying seventeen because he's in high school, but like I don't know. Yeah, doesn't it say in the first one? It totally said he was like fifteen or sixteen, didn't it? I think they. I don't know. I just did a Google. I I did a, a light Google, and uh, according to the first result uh, in the first issue, supposedly he's seventeen. So I think we can yeah. say he's seventeen. So, you know, it feels like he's about to be 18. (laughs) (laughs) He has the energy of a a cusping 18 year old. (laughs) I can see him becoming legal before my eyes. (laughs) God, uh, we can only talk about so much in this show. I want to I want to make sure that I say this out loud, though. At one point, one of the teachers is so fucking frustrated of Flash and Peter fighting with each other oh, that, that he literally suggests they go fight it out in the gym. Yes. That's he said wild. He's been watching them for a while and rather than intervening <laughs> at any point before then is like, now now we've reached a point where the only possible solution is a boxing match. I, it's It's so strange. So, um, do y'all, y'all notice how, uh, totally jacked Flash is or what? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's been consistently telling us. <laughs> is he on the wall of Shane this week? He, <laughs> I would say that Flash is on the wall of Shane, but only listen, if you guys have your comics in front of you, if, if the people listening, yeah. Andy and Rory, if anyone has their comics in front of them, I go do. to that comic, go to page number eight down in the uh, bottom d- w- left hand corner. You know? <laughs> it's the, it's the very last, oh, one. It's the, last one. It's the last one. Number it's, eight. Yeah. The one where they fight. Page eight of the comic. If you're on Marvel Unlimited, it's page number nine. Down in the bottom left-hand corner, he is carrying Flash out of the ring because he knocks him out. Like a baby. Look at that smile on Flash's face and look at that musculature. (laughs) Oh, he ain't asleep. This is a ploy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you knocked me out. Oh, someone's going to have to carry me to the nurse's office. Exactly. Oh, no, look what happened. Look what yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, neither of them are wearing like almost anything. This is my favorite comic. <laughs> <laughs> so we did spend a lot of time with Spider-Man. We did. Uh, we spent a, a pretty unmemorable few issues, few half issues with Doctor Strange, who has yet to sort of figure out yeah. what makes him interesting. I mean, I think in the context of sitting and reading a lot of Marvel stuff, Doctor Strange remains sort of a nice breath of fresh air, but mm-hmm. on its own, it is pretty bland. Yeah, I mean, we meet we meet the sort of, you know, stays around forever type of villain named Baron Mordo this week, uh, who is in the movie. And I thought, of course, he's way more interesting in the movie than he is here, who is basically just sort of like a, a mustache twirling evil wizard who wants to be the best evil wizard and kill the good wizards. Same. <laughs> right? <laughs> we have some name drops of Dormammu this week. And I don't know. Oh, he fights Nightmare again. That's what he does. Nightmare, who looks like a, an old man who didn't brush his hair that morning and put on his robe and then got on a horse and tried to make mischief. But largely nothing interesting is happening. We, we met uh, a new character. What's her name? Veronica or something? Victoria, Victoria. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Strange is like, um, oh, she's also magic, but I can't tell her because I can't have competition and she can't handle it. <laughs> it's on. Yeah. We're going to read more of it for sure. It's on our slate for a while. So hopefully, hopefully Dr. Strange hits a stride. But what I really want to talk about, my thing that I want to talk about for sure is X-Men number one. Mm. This is the wall of shame epi- uh, uh, issue, right? This is what yes. I'm putting on the wall of shame. 
Yeah, and there, we don't have to have one every week, but we just we this is another wall of shame. I feel at least part <laughs> of the issue. God, this one was. Uh, I knew. I I know that X Men has a sort of. I think a couple false starts before before the Claremont run, mm-hmm. and it doesn't help that it's a weird. It's it's a weird one. We started off, and uh, I guess we're Cyclops' canon name at the beginning of Spider or of X Men <laughs> is Slim. He's just got a totally different name. Slim. It's fucking Slim Summers. Slim Summers. I think they were trying to make him cool before they sort of realized that he's... That he's not. He's not cool. (laughs) That he's a... He's he's most interesting as a dweeb. And so they had to take away his cool guy nickname. His fun greaser name. (laughs) (laughs) His road name. Sorry, you've been been demoted to Scott. (laughs) That seems right. So here's an interesting thing. So there's a reason this this is in the wall of shame is because of Professor X, I guess, sort of riling up his cover his like band of horny boys <laughs> yeah. with a with a hot like he, by intentionally recruiting a hot girl and he says, "Oh my, the hot girl's here." They'll. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered her special for you. <laughs> God, it's so weird. Uh, he like because they're in the middle of training and they're doing all of this like ridiculously overly macho like you know roughhousing, and then he basically is like, "Stop! There's a hot woman coming." <laughs> <laughs> the boys, the boys are wrestling. <laughs> is this how you want the hot girl to see you? Yeah. Uh, but interestingly, uh, Bobby Drake uh, has no interest in uh, in, yeah. in Miss Jean Grey. Uh, who some listeners might know, he's been sort of retconned into uh, some some LGBT mm-hmm. contexts, and some people felt like that was completely uncharacteristic for a person who's been dating women for forty years in the comics. Sure, okay, um, but I mean that's that happens every day. So uh, yep. look, I'm I'm not telling you that that I'm just I'm reporting the news, Shane. Some people <laughs> I, thought it was I, it was I, I'm uh, not. I get it. <laughs> I get what you're doing, Rory. I see what you're. I I get the what you're throwing at me. I was totally not prepared to see him sort to see some see some some uh, some gay hints out of <laughs> yeah. issue one. Actually, absolutely, it was it was kind of amazing. Uh, well, I mean, what I think is also funny about it is like because he just wants to rough house with the boys and has no interest yeah. in the girl who's just shown up. It is noteworthy in the context of the other three boys who just can't stop from just like just piling on top of each other to be the first one to see the woman. <laughs> and and he has he has a line where he's like, oh, well, I'm glad I'm not a wolf like you guys. Well, they've been locked up in Professor Professor X's wrestle house for who knows how long. <laughs> <laughs> and and talk about talk about some weird like grooming feelings. He's like he's, he's teaching the boys to wrestle. He's teaching them how to wrestle and he's teaching them how to respond to a voice only they can hear that he speaks. You know what I mean? Like, like he, he, he's constantly talking to them, to them about like, oh, yes, you're doing so well at hearing my telepathic voice. Uh, you're going to be so good at it. Soon. Aren't you smart boys? You're so they good have at to do smart like, boys. They have to do like weird service stuff for him, too, where they they have to come into the room and be like, oh, he get him a pillow. Hurry, put his feet up. And he always... <laughs> He always oh. has his feet up, and they're always, like, just pampering him. Oh, they're so grateful to him. <laughs> but one thing that I found interesting, although I think they failed to make it literally interesting on the page, 
because there was way too much time dedicated to to the, just the, the training montage. Yeah. That being said, it's kind of nice because every everybody else we've seen so far is sort of magical and perfect right away mm-hmm. at their at their power set at being a hero. With the exception yep. a little bit of Peter Parker, who didn't know he wanted to be a superhero right away, but like, yeah, he wasn't bad at it the first. Time. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, so it is nowhere to see these. These are these are people with powers, and they're not good at being heroes yet. Well, they kind of are. They they succeed at beating Magneto, but presumably they can get better mm-hmm. because we see them training. Yeah, I, I've always liked the the school aspect. I mean, I, I know it's overused in in especially young adult fiction, this sort of school setting. But like, I I do like it in the context of superheroes. Uh, well, it's not really a school yet. It's it's just well, it's sure, just a wrestle house. <laughs> 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 Professor Xavier's wrestle house for very <laughs> gifted youngsters. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 very it's very interesting. Uh, and our, our lineup, a couple of the characters are different than the, the the ones that we know later on. Right. So, I mean, Angel is kind of the same. You know, he's a hot dude with wings, but we've got <laughs> I love Warren. Yeah, Warren is great. Cyclops, but Beast is not blue and he doesn't seem like he's smart yet. He seems beastly. Yes. Um, Beast's blueness is his secondary mutation. It's he's not a retcon so much. Oh, or an okay. Artistic style. All right, Professor X, tell me more. <laughs> uh, I think I just did. At some point, he gets a secondary mutation. It's all his blue hair. Ooh, is it? Is it blue everywhere though? That's probably yeah, blue maybe. everywhere though. Nice, like Mister Manhattan. <laughs> Smartness. I'm not sure if they sneak that in later, or if he's smart and just we don't we haven't addressed sure. it yet. Yeah, and then and then Iceman. I don't know when they ditch his his hero look of just being covered in ice, but it's Bobby Drake, Bobby Drake, the fluff, the, like the fluffy snow and and boots. It's yeah, it's it's incre- it's just boots. It's he just, just boots. wears boots. <laughs> I know, but He's a there's snowman something with, boots. S- with with how with how like kind of much muscle bound hunks we've been worshiping this far, and then. It's just such a it's just such a stark refusal to play that game. He's such a he's such an unappealing mound of snow in yeah. boots. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like girls. He's a fluffy mound of snow. <laughs> Clearly a homo a homosexual. <laughs> he's you know a snowmosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Shit. funny. God, at one point, he even is like, well, I'm I'm the young one here and everyone else is roughhousing. So I guess I'll just lean into that. And he makes himself a literal snowman with like a carrot and two little eyes. <laughs> it's so dumb, but also so cute. It endeared me to him more than almost anyone else that we've read in any of these comics so far. He seems so great. Uh, and I'm, I'm on board for more Iceman. I know we're not, we're not jumping back into X-Men. We were just sort of peeking at this first one to see how they introduce the X-Men. I'm sure they're going to make cameos. Well, you never know. It may, it may, who knows? But on the, on the <laughs> schedule, it's true. <laughs> Rory's going to poke me. Well, I'm just saying if we, if we drop something. I'm just saying if X-Men sneaks into the list somehow and Andy doesn't realize it, how, it's probably yeah. <laughs> fine. It's probably fine if that happens. Jean, Jean at least is an interesting character to, so far too. A little bit. I think she's got kind of a Sue storminess going on. She's a little posh and and she seems very glam. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when men write women, right? Like that's <laughs> there. I mean, you don't, there's, you don't no, there's get... no woman in any of these titles that isn't incredibly glamorous. Yeah, and it's 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 always like the the male's example of what the woman should be rather than what the woman is. 
Mm-hmm. So in, instead of her actually like, I don't know, it, it's it's a weird feel to be like, oh, yeah, don't forget, she's a perfect woman who's funny mm-hmm. and smart and strong and can hold her own. But, but is very into fashion. Yeah, exactly. But she falls prey to my wiles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Alicia, uh, Ben Grimm's like, is she blind yet? I don't even know her, but he, she's canonically usually blind. I don't know if that happens yet. She has this air of like, being a very well-to-do, like almost kept woman, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's a very odd vibe from all the women in this in this. Uh, I don't know. You, you can't call it a franchise. This this comic universe. So I'm excited to see them kind of jump out of it. Hey, that's a fun transition to Avengers because we actually see uh, the Wasp in that issue, and she seems hornier than the other women. <laughs> <laughs> The Avengers was not much to write home about, but what I really loved is that every time a new dude, especially Thor, but then a little bit Hulk, I guess, and some other dudes like keep showing up and she's just pissing off Ant-Man by constantly being like, oh, yeah, I'd fuck that guy. Oh, that guy. Totally. <laughs> there, Bring him back. Bring him back, though. There's some fun world building they introduce in Avengers that I guess just while everything else is going on in the world of comics Hulk is just sort of roaming the Southwest as a just a sort of leaping a leaping man with no home. He's just he's just out there leaping from dust bowl to dust bowl, yeah. and he just wants to be left alone. He just wants to hop around the Southwest in peace. Just let me jump. <laughs> he's oddly charming, especially in this early iteration where they're letting him talk a lot. And I don't know how much that uh, that changes or how quickly that changes. I know that you know. The, a lot of I've barely read any of Hulk in actual comic form, but in the in the movies, Hulk has said maybe a total of like 20 words so far. Yeah, I don't remember when they sort of start to play with it, um, but it's one of those things where you're always kind of uncertain uh, based on, you know, because I don't think you get much inner monologue while he's in Hulk form, but he can clearly mm-hmm. like, you know, he's got he's got the intelligence to duke it out with. Yeah, uh, super villains. You can't just you know trap him in a, <laughs> trap him in a in a. I don't know. You can't trap him in a dome of resisto glass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked Hulk. Uh, the the main villain of of the one of Avengers issue one that we did read um, is Loki, who's basically just really OP. <laughs> he can do pretty much anything. It seems like it's very odd. He's a god. Well, except except uh, you know Thor can rub his hammer and collect a bunch of magnet juice and then <laughs> stick Loki to it, which is super <laughs> yeah. weird. This is the strangest <laughs> plot pop point I've ever seen. Well, I think I think my favorite part of the Avengers issue is that after we see Loki, basically as you say, Shane, he's a god. He does like a bunch of crazy shit over the course of the the issue. At the end. They lure him into a just a tank made of lead, and there's mm-hmm. a quote that says, "Even Loki can't escape from a lead-lined tank." And it's like lead, like what is this atomic age bullshit? Lead is not yeah. magic. Why is lead the weakness of a god? Can he not get out of a lead tank? He was on another planet, and he made a ghostly image of of Hulk show up. Why can he not get out of lead? But the ants locked it, Andy. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's technically magic. <laughs> so this is this is our introduction to Ant-Man and the Wasp. And yes, there is a lot more silly ant play going on than uh, <laughs> than later where they kind of focus more on the heroic action. I'm more of a fan of web play than ant play. But I know, I can, but this, I can go uh, with but, uh, 
<laughs> so for one, Ant-Man has this like relay, this this nationwide relay of ant guns, like little cannons that shoot ants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's God. how he gets everywhere his power is so fucking dumb <laughs> he's basically he's basically just a man who can hit small switches somewhere it's so it's so fucking stupid i love it i unabashedly love it though their dialogue when hank and jan jan hank and jan are talking to each other uh, is pretty sexist all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't yep. sure what their what their established relationship is right now. I, I yeah, uh, I agree with you. I don't know either cuz it very much seems like she at the drop of a hat would go and fuck Thor. <laughs> yeah, and he does she seem mad about that. Like maybe she shouldn't say that. Like maybe they're at least dating if not married, but like it I I didn't feel so bad because constantly Hank is saying shit like I, I don't see why you have to stop and powder your nose every time we have a mission. I, I really appreciated the fact that she names the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she comes yeah. up with the name Avengers. That whole last panel is pretty good. It's because she's like, it needs to be something f- like fucking rad, like Avengers. <laughs> like rock bottom <laughs> Avenger monster man. <laughs> well, she doesn't even give any other choices, though. She doesn't give she any other choices. She, she, literally, she literally goes, what if it was like the, Avenger, the Avengers and Ant-Man's like, uh, yeah, first uh, one, you best one, go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was more fun <laughs> seeing the Avengers assemble than I was expecting. Like, because everybody else so far, every super team we've met have just all already been friends. Yeah. And or are just kind of off on their own doing their own stuff. So I don't know. So I, I, I found it pretty, pretty interesting. We have yet we have yet to mention the fact that uh, the inciting incident is that, you know, obviously like Loki, Loki frames Hulk for some crazy train shenanigans. And uh, when Rick Jones finds out, he summons the, the teen brigade, the teen brigade, <laughs> Which, fucking Rick Jones, man. I hate that he's a part of why the Avengers were formed, but uh, his first instinct is to call the fantastic four because they're like top dogs and they're busy. And so they're like, and also Loki doesn't want him to call them. He like redirects his ra- their radio signal and is like, no, I'm trying to bait Thor. Fucking call Thor. <laughs> uh, but as a result of that, everyone else who hears it, you know, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Iron Man, Thor, they all show up and uh, and form the Avengers. And it is and it is enjoyable because the Fantastic Four are still really cool and they're top dogs. But now suddenly these like weird B tiers have all like, you know, some of their parts to form something just as neat. And yeah, I know that that's the whole like pr- concept of forming a super group, but like, well, it, and, it did feel and good. It, when, when, when sort of the Marvel runs, when Marvel is sort of a more well-oiled machine, the Avengers are cool. But as you mm-hmm. said, these are kind of goofballs right now. Yeah. <laughs> we've got, we've got a robot obsessed with transistors, two <laughs> tiny people, uh, a doctor who can wrap a cane against the floor and turn into a god. He, he rubs his cane. <laughs> and now Hulk. This and now Hulk, like, uh, the the jump, the, the southwestern jump man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that pretty much covers everything that we read this week. Any other final thoughts? Anything that we didn't cover? I didn't want to. I didn't want to rain on his parade. But all week after after Shane found out that the mutant the mutants are called Homo Superior has been uh, <laughs> has sort of taken that name for himself. That's kind of why I. That's kind of why I introduced him as Superior Shane this week. <laughs> 
It's so good. It's Homo <laughs> Superior's just chef's kiss. God. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, is there a fuck, Mary kill? Mm. Um, yeah. S- uh, yes. <laughs> I have one ready. Okay. I have one ready for you boys to answer. So the fuck, Mary kill this week is Flash in his boxing gear. Okay. <laughs> okay. It is Betty hiding behind the desk. Okay. And it is Jonah running around his office. <laughs> I, I I guess I killed Jonah. He's funny. I'm not I'm not I don't need to kill any of these people, but I don't have a I don't have an older guy. I don't have an older daddy thing, so I don't need him mm-hmm, in the mix. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think uh since I'm not a child and it would be fine, <laughs> I would fuck, fuck Betty. <laughs> <laughs> but then you'd marry you'd yeah, marry because he's unconscious you can't have, you know, i don't want to do anything i don't want to do anything that would send me to jail like betty what does betty's fine with jail she's she's ready for jail she's ready for jail <laughs> well, sure i would just marry i take him home and i'd take him home and you know nurse him back to health He's a good accent piece for your for your sitting room, right? I mean, like he's nice to look at. You know, you put <laughs> put him a de- put a, a decorative put him in a, a decorative Flash Thompson. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> just put him in a corner. You drape him. Just drape his, a lot to drape every room over the sofa. <laughs> Here in the foyer, you'll find our Flash Thompson. He's like a sleeping lion. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right andy what do you got i think that's it i think rory yeah, I answered think it I, for both of us okay yeah. okay i thought shane i thought shane might take jay jonah uh, the oh. dad energy might do something for somebody here mm-hmm. oh, i'd marry him <laughs> okay okay yeah and you kill betty probably yeah unfortunately. yeah because she's definitely a child molester so. <laughs> <laughs> yes we got to put a stop to serial killers now God, okay, I think that's it for issue two of the Infinite Backlog. So, uh, as, as we say every week, by the spell of the Dread Dormammu in the name of the all-seeing Agamotto, please keep listening to our podcast. Bye. <laughs> Homo Superior away! <laughs> <laughs>